welcome to Face to Face Podcast, a podcast dedicated to honoring Black women's storytelling and experiences. Tune in to hear stories about everything from career and new endeavors to the joys and challenges of everyday life from the perspective of Black women. I am your host, Rhea Taylor. Face to Face Podcast is available on all streaming platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. You can follow updates on the podcast and my work on Instagram, and our page is active on Facebook at Face to Face Podcast. These resources will be linked in the description of each episode. On this episode, we will be talking about fragrance, and we have the pleasure of sitting down with Avante, aka Valley Von the Perfume Dime. Avante is an avid beauty and fragrance influencer and shares with us her expertise on scent and how she began her journey as a black woman in fragrance. Check out the description on this episode to stay connected with Avante through her Instagram and YouTube, highlighting fragrance reviews and consulting services. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are sitting down with Avante. She is from my hometown in Dayton, Ohio, and we surprisingly never met as kids. I feel like the city is so small, but we met working at Ulta Beauty. She is so positive, so full of life, and into so many interesting things from all her travels to what we're here to talk more about today, which is her interest in the fragrance and beauty industry and just how she got started. So, I'll kind of turn it over to you. If you could just introduce yourself to us, your background, and tell us what you're passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. This is super, super cool and really exciting. Um, yeah, so my name is Avante. Um, what a lot of people in the fragrance community would probably call me is Valley Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we did meet at Ulta Beauty, and it's really funny because... I specifically got the job at Ulta Beauty to be able to fund my hobby, which is purchasing perfume, which can kind of get expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I have a YouTube channel. Um, I post on my Instagram and it's just really about having that entry point into fragrance. Um, Of course, I discuss all different types of fragrances, but I more so have my platform for people who are just wanting to figure out what their favorite fragrance is. Awesome. That's nice. Um, I did not know that about, you know, working at Ulta Beauty. I feel like we should all ask each other, like, so why are you here? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That was my reason. Because there's so many, like, different personalities and people who work there. I mean, even when you walk in, you can see everyone's different, like, makeup personalities, I guess you could call it. I don't know how we all express Mm -hmm. ourselves artistically or whatever. So I think it's super interesting, like, that your angle was fragrance from the very jump. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know if you would ever see me. I would always creep over there and just, like douse myself in whatever new fragrance we had in there and I was always so excited whenever someone would come over and ask me that question how does this fragrance or what do you think about this fragrance like that was that was my joy (laughs) yes yes love it I love it so much I didn't even I wasn't really even that into fragrance until I started working there and I think actually the first 
like my first shift, it was like during um, like Black Friday, like during that time, and they put me over there, and I was just like, this is new territory, but it turned out to be pretty cool. So I definitely understand the obsession. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Unfortunately, it's definitely become an obsession for me, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So we are here to talk everything beauty and fragrance today. So can you tell us um, just a little bit more about your brand, um, how you got started, and really who is Valley Von, the perfume Don? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll kind of actually just start with that name because I know people usually have questions of like, where I came up with that name and honestly it was a huge joke just with my sisters and (laughs) my nickname from Avante has always been Vaughn um but I just started calling myself Valley Vaughn for some silly reason and then I was just rhyming kind of like Issa Rae and Insecure in my room one day and I said I'm Valley Vaughn the perfume (laughs) Don wow and now I can't you know, I can't change it now yeah, at this no. point. So no, <laughs> there's late. that. Exactly. Um, I did used to always watch so many different YouTube videos whenever I would. Um, what is called in the fragrance community blind buy. And we can, you know, can go over that a little bit more later if you'd like. Okay. But um, yeah, whenever I would blind buy a fragrance, I would look up a YouTube video to see what, how long did it last? What were the strong notes in there? How does it smell? That sort of thing. Um, but sometimes when I looked up a fragrance, I noticed there was no video. And I was like, you know what? There needs to be a video for this fragrance so other people can do the same thing when they're about to purchase it. Like look up a video and there will be one. Um, so that's what really started my journey into YouTube and to want to start a channel. And I still have the videos up of when I first started my channel, it was, you know, I wasn't on screen, but then it just kind of got weird. I was just showing my hands in the fragrance and I'm like, okay, this is a little bit creepy. So I guess I'll come around the other side. Yeah. Um, And I also, another thing that I noticed is that a lot of people in the community, they would only show um, niche fragrances, which is a niche fragrance house, is a fragrance house that only does fragrance. So that's the only thing they do versus designer, which is like Prada or Gucci or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people only do niche fragrances, which are typically a lot more expensive. I mean, like $300, $500 is typical for a niche fragrance. Yeah, super expensive. So I wanted to showcase some really affordable. I mean, you can get some fragrances for like $20, $30. They're actually good. So Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to get rid of that stigma. So that's kind of where it came from. That's super interesting. Um, I'm glad that you saw that like need and started a channel to kind of fulfill it. So I know you started talking a little bit about like your YouTube channel. Um, At what moment did you know, like, okay, this is kind of taking off Um, because I follow you on social media, mostly on Instagram. And I feel like your following like grew quite quickly. Um, so at what moment did you know, like, this is kind of starting to take off? Um, and you know, what was that kind of like? Yeah. So 
I do have still a very small channel, but the people that rock with me rock with me. Like <laughs> I know people like we're all, we're like friends now that have been there since the beginning of the channel. And like literally they'll notice when I'm taking like weeks off dealing with some things. And they're like, hey, where are you? Miss you. Like they're literally friends. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's 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 really cool. Um, but I would say Pretty much when people started commenting on the videos, it's like when you get your first comment. Okay. And you're like, okay, people are actually watching, you know? Yeah. That sort of thing. And that just fueled me to want to produce more content for them. And almost like I felt in a good way, an obligation to my audience to continue to produce stuff and to introduce them to fragrances. And, you know, sometimes on the comments, they'll say, what about this new fragrance? Is Mm -hmm. it good or not? I trust your opinion and mm-hmm. that just made me want to continue because I know and especially in you know in beauty it's hard to find those people that you actually trust their critiques of things right. so I didn't want to just go ghost and disappear on them so yeah oh okay so now you are like tied into this thing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I'm so excited to hear that you know you're finding like this outlet um and so speaking of that like I know you talked about it a little bit but what really motivates you to kind of keep going through this process um because I know you said sometimes you're taking periodic breaks and then from what you're kind of explaining it sounds like you know people kind of depend on this content now so what motivates you to keep going and keep wanting to kind of go towards this when you still like have a full-time job and everything right yes I absolutely have a full-time job at one point I'm hey this I recently had an injury to my foot but it's been like the best learning process because when I was working at Ulta I was still working Mm full-time of course part-time at Ulta and then I had another part-time gig and I was doing YouTube so I was like insane Mm -hmm. I was I was doing way too much but with this injury and everything it showed me to just like take it back a notch and I'm still doing the YouTube, but I'm just having my full-time job now. So even though that may sound like a lot, like that's really relaxed for me. Okay. Um, But the main motivator is just like, this thing is like my baby. Like literally, like I almost birthed it. I don't have any kids right now. So this is like the closest (laughs) I am to having something that I have to nurture and take care of and literally watch it grow. Yeah. Exactly. Feed it. I have to feed. Hey, I have to feed the YouTube channel with new content. So that's kind of like my main motivator is like I birthed it. It's out there now. And I don't want to just like, you know, starve it out and watch it go to kaput. So just wanting to continue to see it grow. is like my main motivator. Yeah, that's awesome. So with being as motivated as you are, what is really the most challenging about whether it's like balancing this, creating the YouTube channel when you first got started to now, what has been the most challenging? Hmm. I would say probably for most content creators, the most challenging is always coming up with new or well, not just new, new and engaging content that will perform I would say that's the most difficult thing but it's also it's a fun challenge Mm 
Okay. Um, but just different ways to say things, making sure that people aren't, you know, lacking interest. So that that would be the most difficult thing, but it's rewarding when you find something that sticks. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely imagine that. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know many black women involved in the fragrance industry. Um, can you talk a little bit about that experience and just kind of what the overall community has looked like for you? Yeah, so yeah, this is a big thing. Um, the fragrance community, I guess like no different from every community in the entire world, is heavily dominated by white men. <laughs> like, I oh, mean, wow. that's pretty much it. Mostly European, that's a big thing. Most of the fragrance houses are European based, um, but it's mostly white men that are in the space. Um, there's a few big players who are black men, but it is mostly male dominated, which is, you probably wouldn't think that because you think fragrance feminine, right? I'm no. so surprised by this right now. Well, not surprised, but surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the top fragrance reviewers for sure and perfumers, which they call like the nose of the house, the person that creates the um the perfume uh, mostly male for oh. sure even um, even among like what would be i guess um named female fragrances or feminine scents oh for sure yeah yeah wow. for sure it's mostly men that create even something that's like super sweet or floral like yeah, yeah it's mostly it's always a man most of my favorite fragrances it's a man that's created them so oh wow yeah that, hmm. and and then specifically for like black people in the space it's a really small group but the great thing is that we're really supportive of one another um it's been nothing but welcoming and just like i'm here for you what do you need to know i haven't felt like competition or you're taking my spot that kind of thing like literally when i started my Instagram, there was a guy named Mr. Cologne. And if you're more so interested in male sense, I would totally suggest him um, because he knows his stuff. But he took me under his wing and he's like, this is what you need to do. You got to do this. You have to take these pictures. This is how you do your posts um, to be able to capture an audience. Like he he was awesome. Um, and I've seen that all around. I, there's so much come up camaraderie between black women for sure because we're such a small group that reviews um so i mean that's the great thing it it is a really small group but we know each other very well and we we really like each other yeah yeah that support is really important you know in multiple spaces so um i can imagine that that's been like really good for you to know that people are out there rooting for you <laughs> among, yeah. among your peers especially you know in the fragrance industry so I can imagine that that's been really important for you oh yeah absolutely that's just another layer of like you know it it, it means something special to have your peers respect and support like that's that's awesome yeah and so how has it been like you know um, engaging with you know, differences in, you know, among peers in the fragrance industry? Yeah. So as far as engaging them, it's kind of, it's kind of hard when it comes to like people that are really big and established, you kind of just like 
hey, I'm going to reach out, you know, if they respond, that's awesome. If they don't, I understand, like, you don't need me, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, as long as it's coming from a genuine place, I think that they can know that versus if you're just like looking for an edge up. So, I mean, there's actually a woman, she's a white woman, but it's still the like women in the community it's a really small space as well so just like women supporting women yes she has a huge channel hundreds of thousands of subscribers um but whenever she has a video that's a collaboration she's she always reaches out and she's like hey i want to feature you she's like super supportive so and that just came from me like reaching out to her and like hey i love your videos or i asked her like hey what do you think about this fragrance before i buy it because i've seen she's talked about it so it's been really good. It's been super genuine. Um, so yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, I love that you're mentioning like just taking that extra step to just reach out to people and just see, you know, like if mm-hmm. they respond because I feel like that's the part that deters a lot of people. Um, you know, re- you know whether they whatever their uh, hobby or interest is like. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily asking for help, but like just reaching out and trying to get to know other people, collaborate um, and just really talk about your passion together and talking about your um, talking about your interests with another person. Um, that safe space, you know, is super important. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I feel like you have to like collaborate. I feel like you can't really be like alone on an island doing your thing. Like, I mean, it works for some people, but for me, I think it's just fun to have that common mindset with people and kind of bounce ideas and just really get into a community because ultimately we're all doing it because we just love perfume at the end of the day. So why not just, (laughs) yeah, just talk about perfume. Why not? Yeah. I like that. Okay, so I feel like fragrance is so tied to memory. Um, So I'm wondering, do you have like a fragrance story or like what's your favorite memory tied to a fragrance that you love? Oh my gosh, I have so many, (laughs) but I definitely have a favorite. I have maybe like three, but I'll I'll go with this one. Okay, so one of my favorite fragrances is from a brand called Joe Malone. Mm. Um, they are UK based, and I discovered them when I was on a grad school trip in the UK. I was in Northern Ireland. Wow. Um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I had a great time with my friends. We just ran into a shopping center or a mall one evening, and I was like led by the smells like oh my god what is this place <laughs> the packaging is super cool sleek minimalist um but everything just smelled amazing i'm like i'm getting something from here yeah um so when i was there i found one of my favorite scents which is called red roses from joe malone and it literally smells like fresh cut roses like mm-hmm. it smells so beautiful sometimes rose can be kind of granny but this doesn't smell granny at all it just smells super fresh and floral but whenever i smell that fragrance it literally transports me right back to northern ireland that night when it was like a little bit rainy with my friends just carefree lifestyle so i i yeah that's my favorite one i i love that story and i feel like those are always the best i feel 
I don't know. There's so many stories. They just take me straight back to my childhood, like like your grandmother's perfume. And I feel like, I don't know, back then they only had like one scent because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for real, like and it's and when you smell it, you know what it is. So I always think like fragrance and memory is so interesting. So I have a random question because one time when I was working in Ulta. A woman came into the store and she was looking for a new fragrance for her wedding day. And she basically told me like, you're supposed to wear a different fragrance on your wedding day because fragrance is so tied to memory that when you put it on randomly, um, you know, for your partner, um, it invokes like these happy memories for you. So do you think that that's true? Um, And what are your thoughts? Yes, it is true. And I actually have a consulting service to where I help brides choose their fragrance for their special day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one instance, um, she's actually my friend as well, but I helped her select her fragrance for her special day. So it kind of, it goes by selecting a fragrance that complements First of all, is it going to be a morning wedding, afternoon, evening? Because all three usually demands a different kind of scent. So that's super important. Also, are you carrying a bouquet with you? And if so, is it going, you know, what kind of flowers in there? Because like you don't want your fragrance to counteract whatever flowers you're carrying. So that's a big thing that you have to take into account as well. Mm -hmm. Um. And then just, you know, what kind of scents are they looking for? A lot of brides are doing that as far as like choosing a specific fragrance for that day. And I definitely recommend it because like you said, whenever you smell that fragrance, it's going to be linked to that special, beautiful once in a lifetime wedding. And a lot of women are actually selecting one for the groom as well, or the groom selecting their own. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, when she told me that, that was the first time I had ever even heard that. So mm-hmm. I was like blown away by that. But I'm thinking like, that makes so much sense. And I would have never thought to think about the flowers as well. So <laughs> this mm-hmm. is premium knowledge right now. Premium consulting. <laughs> uh, so if you are getting married, make sure that you reach out. <laughs> reach out. We're going to find fine. you something that you're going to love. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... What would you recommend, like, for, like, a universal wedding scent? Like, on average, what do you think a bride might like? Yeah, well, the first thing, if if I have a client and they have absolutely no idea what they like as far as fragrance, then typically women will do a fresh floral for their wedding day, something a little bit soft, not something that's very strong or overpowering. They usually don't like to go too sweet. So we would probably do a white floral scent, something that has maybe some jasmine or some lily or something like that. Maybe something that has the same notes as their bouquet again, so it doesn't like counteract. Yeah. Um, but fresh florals typically what women lean for, um, but not always. So yeah, it's kind of up to what they like. Okay, nice. Good advice. Good advice. Um, Okay, so I want to switch gears just a little bit. I want to know, when did you make the switch between commercial scents and designer scents? And does it make a difference? So 
when I'm saying like commercial scents, I'm thinking like your Bath and Body Works, your Victoria's Secret. Like, when did you kind of make that switch? Um, and what was the first scent that you tried? Mm. Ooh, I like this question. Um, I would say probably my first perfume. I don't know for sure, but in my mind, my first perfume was an undergrad and it was probably prompted by the fact that I was dating some guy like a boy crazy wanted to impress him I'm like I need a fragrance for our date night so went to I think Sephora and I picked up it's called Nest Fragrances and they have a fragrance that's called Midnight Fleur Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit it's like exotic florals and it smells a little bit like deep, a little bit woodsy. It's really, it's a nice, unique scent. Um, but that transition came from me just wanting to smell a little bit different. At that time, I had a really funky style as well Okay. as far as dressing. So I was like, I need a fragrance to match how I'm looking at this moment. Um but yeah, so just dating guys, wanting something for date night, and then also to really match my style. But don't, you know, don't think that I don't <laughs> like Bath and Body Works or Victoria's oh. Secret. I definitely, oh. I'm definitely still in there. I love their stuff and I will probably never stop listening, stop oh. smelling their stuff. So does it make a real difference? Because I know I've definitely heard from like a lot of women um, just online, just the complaints. Like we love Bath and Body Works. Like, you know, their sales are doing great because of all of us. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like their scents don't last. And so I've only noticed them to last when you mix them with multiple other things and it just kind of works all together. But on their own, I haven't known them to last that well. And so I don't buy them all the time or use them anymore. So do you mm-hmm. think it makes a big difference? And if you want to hang on to those scents, how can you make them last longer or work for you? Yeah, so the big thing comes from just oil concentration. So I can kind of like run down the list. There's a few different stages to how much oil they put in different fragrances. So the most oil concentrated and the most expensive is going to be a straight up called a parfum or a perfume. That's what they used in like the 1800s long ago to cover up their stench because they didn't bathe, which is their own thing. And we're not going to judge. Yeah, they would go um, out for that. Exactly. It's a different time, you know, do you, boo. Um, now, typically, the highest oil concentration you're going to get, like if you go into an Ulta, is going to be an eau de parfum. So, oh, and, you know, French, that's water. So a lighter version, pretty much, okay. of a parfum. But that's going to be the one that's going to probably stay the longest if you're looking for the most longevity. So make sure it's called an EDP. Mm. Um, a little bit lighter than that and still very accessible. If you go into like an Ulta or Sephora, it's going to be an eau de toilette. So this is a little bit lighter and you can spray it more and it's not going to be overwhelming. So an EDT. Now, up from that is going to be typically where 
your body sprays and body mists and that sort of thing from Victoria's Secret are going to lie. So it just goes in order of how much you can spray them. If you go the body mist, that just means you can spray it so much. And if you want it to last more, spray it a ton because you can. It's not going to be overwhelming versus if you're spraying a perfume or perfume, you're going to knock somebody out. <laughs> so, yeah. So you could you have the liberty to be able to spray it tons more if you want it to last more and then also layer if you really like the scent get the body wash get the lotion and layer 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 Mm. this all makes so much sense like i don't know if i ever paid that much attention to like the different types you know in terms of a toilet or you know the perfume that's mm-hmm. a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they should have like a guide when you go into stores. Yes, yes. Just to give you just a quick little rundown. Mm-hmm. So how do you know what scents match your like pheromones? Because I've heard of that too. You know, some people can wear some things and some people can't. Um, And like, just caveat to this story, I remember... When we were in Ulta Beauty and J Lo's perfume came out, <laughs> and <laughs> see, I, can't. I remember when it came out, and I feel like all day long everybody was just doing reviews of this perfume. And I, before I had got there kind of late, so I sprayed it on my wrist because I'm like, you know, I kind of like the scent. Like it doesn't smell bad at all. I go to the cashier like area and everybody's like, oh my God, that J-Lo perfume. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just thinking like, uh, I thought it smelled kind of okay. Like, so how do you know which perfumes match with your pheromones? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I wish there was like a strict answer a lot of it is trial and error so we're talking about the j-lo promise perfume that yes. just came out and the thing this is this is the thing about this fragrance it had a lot of jasmine in there okay and i don't think that other people smelled it but me personally i've noticed whenever jasmine is mixed with a fruity note that sort of thing it will <laughs> Hmm. How do I say this? It smelled okay. It just it smelled fishy. Yeah. I'm sorry. It smelled like fish. Um, but and that's just I because of that. Now I can't unsmell it. So I feel like the minute somebody said it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, I was really concerned. And I was not there. So salty because I never would try new things when I would go and put on fragrance when I would go in there like so when it came out and I initially smelled it, I'm like oh I'm about to wear this today because I always go in and go straight for Carolina Herrera then also with pheromones you know what's really cool is the fact that again it just has to be trial and error like to figure out what works with your body chemistry but the male body chemistry actually does smell better with since that we typically consider masculine so like a leather or something that's a little bit more zesty or citrus like that typically does smell better and typically men are more gravitating towards as far as like their own scent things that smell like that versus women flowers usually smell better with a woman's body chemistry which is why we usually 
like those type of scents. So there is something to that. It's not a straight line, but okay. I mean, there is something to that. Yeah, I'm always like fascinated by folks who enjoy like the more like woodsy, oaky, like mm-hmm. scents. Because I just cannot get with it. Like, I just can't get with it. I don't want to smell like I don't. I like to smell like clean and fresh or and sometimes I don't even like fruity stuff like mm-hmm. just not my jam. It's just not interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't really like super woodsy. Um, you know, I like it on a guy. But for me, I'm like, I want to smell like a cake, <laughs> a literal, a literal cake. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so fall is in. What are key ingredients that you like um, your fragrance to have for this type of season? And then what do you recommend for women and men? Yeah, absolutely. So fall and transitioning into winter, it's really cool because this is the time where you can bring out those heavy hitters. This is the time where if you have a really strong fragrance, you can wear it now versus in the summer, it's going to be overwhelming the heat is going to intensify and just make it way too much so when the weather cools down you're able to wear those stronger scents and with that I really like things that have a coffee note in it Mm -hmm. just nice warm cozy um black opium YSL that's an iconic one that has a coffee note that's almost really sexy um also vanilla I think vanilla is great. I wear it all year, but especially in the fall, winter, again, just that nice, sweet, comforting, cozy scent um, that people really, really enjoy. Um, And caramel, so Prada candy, which is iconic, reach for those, and it has really, really good performance. So I would definitely say check those out. Yes, I love Mm -hmm. all of those scents I actually really adore. So Mm -hmm. definitely second that those are good scents for this time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. Do you enjoy like, well, let's say seasonal wise, do you enjoy this season more or more like summer scents? Ooh, that's a good one. So I am a freshy girl. I mean, I do like to smell like a snack and a literal (laughs) snack, but I also like to smell super just out the shower, like literal soap, which is really good for spring, summer. Um, But if I had to choose, since I'm a winter baby, I would go fall, winter because I do like a really strong scent. So yeah, fall, winter. Mm -hmm. I do like to be submerged in my scent fully. So being able to yeah take advantage of that during this time is great absolutely okay so I want to know would you ever develop your own scent and if you did can you kind of describe the vibe of what that scent would have you know a lot of people ask me this um you know I I never say never right um (laughs) I guess in the future, if I feel called to it, the, the thing is that there's so, like, there's in, an insane amount. Like, just when I think that I'm getting to the the depth of the fragrance community, like, no. Like, I'm just on the top of the iceberg. Like, there's so many fragrances out there. And there's so many fragrance houses. And there's new ones, literally, that start every week. And um, but if I were to design my fragrance again, it would be something that's probably really sweet, but then also really 
luxurious. Um, I'm pretty sure that I would use cherry. I really, really love a, a juicy cherry note. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like that edible factor. I would probably smooth it out with something creamy like some vanilla, but then I would need something that's a little bit like a little bit more alluring to like really make it different. So I haven't found that note yet, but that's probably how it would smell. Hmm, I like that. I was kind of, you know, starting to visualize. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's something that you can wear from day to night, just like a really versatile scent. It's something that I would like to create. I like that. That's nice. Okay. So I want to switch gears. Um, what is one thing that you've learned throughout this entire process? Hmm. One thing that I've learned is that I guess just like everything in life, you get what you put in. Hmm. Um, when I'm like working hard and like producing a lot of content and just like really going in with my stuff, then I do see those rewards versus if I have to take some time off and not saying like, you know, I, I mean, cancel grind culture. If you need to take time off, like for your mentor, like yeah. totally do it. Yeah. But when I've noticed when I take my foot off the gas and that sort of thing, like, you know, I don't get as much in return. So it's kind of like you get what you put in, um, which is almost like reassuring to where you know it's going to be you're going to get something out of all the work you put in so that's one thing I've definitely learned yeah and what would you say um what is one thing that you know now um that you didn't know then when you first started Mm, well, I definitely did not know. I mean, I hoped, but I didn't know that I would actually get to the point where I'm able to have relationships with brands to where like I would go into a Sephora and like just buy the fragrance. But now I have that relationship with the brand. I didn't know that would ever happen. I mean, I wished it would, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it would actually happen. And I guess it's just like trust the process like you don't you just have to have faith in yourself and your work ethic that is going to pay off and at this point you know nothing is forever but I'm proud of myself to be able to have delivered that result to myself so yeah trust the process I didn't didn't know it would work out so yeah I know that is like dreams come true for you <laughs> so you could get all the perfume that you want yeah I bet yeah I mean they definitely limit me to just a few but it it's awesome to yeah. just have that relationship to be able to have the resources to then tell people about more perfumes at the end of the day is like my main thing like the more I'm able to smell the more I'm able to tell yeah. My last question for you is what advice do you have for people who are interested in in exploring fragrance, um, whether it's for their personal use um, or, you know, if they want to buy something for someone else or um, what advice do you have for uh, someone who is looking to start their own channel just around their hobbies um, and such? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So if you're looking to purchase a fragrance, if you're not super familiar, then I would say start off with something really affordable. Please don't be pressured. There's so much pressure on the internet to buy a Labo or even like 
a Prada candy, which is still like $120. Like, don't feel the pressure. Pick up a Nicki Minaj scent. Um, pick up a Jessica Simpson or Britney Spears or something. And if you've never had experience, experience that first. And then go, you know, go somewhere else from there if you would like to. Or you may really like that scent and that'll be your own personal scent. But yeah, don't feel the pressure to go super niche, really expensive, that sort of thing first. Um, if anyone wants to start a YouTube channel, just start. Start with you have. You don't have to go out and buy like the light box, the DSLR. <laughs> you don't have to hire a film crew right. to like kick it off. Like just start filming what whatever you have. And then as you grow, you can always Amazon is like next day shipping. You can always buy something else. Like it's not that serious. Like just start and see where it goes from there. Yes, I love that. And I love what you said about fragrance, too, um, because what I did notice, like over time, um, even with the more expensive brands, they started creating like smaller versions of them, which was really interesting. I know at Ulta, we would have like the entire line of um, just, for example, let's say the entire line of like Prada, but they would all be in little small bottles um, that were way more affordable than maybe a full bottle of just one. Um, so I think look out for like those gift sets, I guess you could call them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's another way. Just like you said, you don't have to get the 3.4 full bottle like you can just get a one ounce if you like or you can get a rollerball which is usually around 20 or 30 bucks so yeah definitely whatever way you can save those coins save them I mean smelling good is awesome but also pay your bills yes <laughs> good advice well thank you so much for sharing with us today um, I'm so glad that you could come and just talk to us and share your knowledge about fragrance and um, just about the industry that you're in and your interests and passions and guide us on this fragrance journey well, uh, thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. I really love your podcast. And yeah, if anyone has any additional questions, reach out to me. I'm like way too available. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there will be links in the description of this episode um, to keep up with Avante, aka the Ballyvon Perfume Don um, on Instagram and a, di a direct link to her YouTube channel if you're interested in following her fragrance journey. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Like what you heard today? Make sure that you go like, rate, comment, and subscribe to Face to Face Podcast. There will be links in the description of this episode for you to find other listening platforms, as well as resources to follow and stay connected to my work and the conversations that we're having. Thank you, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.